conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks! Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where you can have a job when we record the last episode, lose a job, and then come back with a new job by the time that the new episode is posted. I'm Dan O'Keefe. That's not about me, though. And joining me, as always, is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Oh, Dan. I hadn't told anybody, so a lot of people are going to be really confused when they listen to this episode. Well, I think you need to tell them by Thursday when it goes up. Ah, whatever. It doesn't affect anybody anymore. It didn't affect anybody in the first place, but I lied to several people about how my life was going last week. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Dan? Uh, I'm good. I'm tired. Um, yeah, understandable. Yeah. We both attended weddings last weekend, but Dan's wedding was a little bit more tumultuous yeah. than mine was. First off, it wasn't my wedding. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Clarification. Neither one of us got married. We both attended separate weddings. Yeah. It, the wedding itself was fine. It was just our we missed our connecting flight last night, and it was the last one out, so we had to stay the night in Vegas, um, which was as exciting as it sounds, because we fell asleep and then woke up at 5 a.m. and left. Ew. At least you didn't have to sleep, like, in the airport. Sometimes they make people I do know. that. Yeah, I was Which is literally the that, worst. But... Oh, God. I would rather die, honestly, than sleep on the floor of an airport. You could not pay me. I, I don't want to be a germaphobe, but that's foul. I... So, because the wedding was in Milwaukee, I went and I visited my parents on Mm -hmm. Sunday, and I took the train down. So, took the train, whatever, going to take it back, supposed to leave the station at 8.30. Uh, Mm -hmm. I get there at 8.15, all fine and Uh dandy, waiting. Mm -hmm. Train gets to the station at 9.45. Oh, I would have been pissed. I would have been so pissed. Oh, I was so mad. So I I was basically asleep on the ground outside, which is why I'm not afraid of sleeping on an airport ground Mm. carpet. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I don't trust other people enough to lay my head where someone could have possibly peed. You know, that's kind of the vibe I'm working with here. On a related note, if you ever stay (laughs) at the Mandalay Bay in Las (gasps) Vegas... Don't touch the bathroom phone. Literally, Dan, I swear this was in another episode. Don't touch the bathroom phone or you'll get the flu like my mom did. The stomach flu, to clarify. And then your family will leave you to get drunk at Easter brunch without you. (laughs) Well, speaking of Easter brunch, the movie that we're talking about today is Austin Powers in Goldmember. Mm, Yes, baby. Directed by Jay. I have something to tell you. Okay. Sorry, I just remembered it. I got made fun of this weekend because, as we know, I'm kind of a weenie. Yeah. And we went to Cold Stone, and they have a flavor called the pie that loved me. Okay. And I was like, ha, 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 it's like the spy that shagged me. And Gage went, no, Anna, you dummy. It's like the spy <laughs> who loved me, which is James Bond. And I was like, ha, ha, it's like Austin Powers. <laughs> so... That's where I'm at with my life. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was deserved. Well, just a little bit. Um, anyway, but I mean, Daniel Craig did say the reason that they couldn't make a regular James Bond movie anymore is because of the Austin Powers movies. So, because it would be like too sex, well, too silly too, and but... too sexy. Oh, yes. Two words that best describe me. Silly and sexy or two? Two. Just two. Oh, two. Two times. <laughs> too much. Um, directed by Jay Roach. Screenplay by Michael Myers. And Michael Mike McCullers. Myers. There were two Mikes that, that wrote this. Uh, no. His name's Michael. Ooh, I'm throwing it back. You can't see it. It is spooky season, Dan. It is. I know. My pumpkin candle's lit. I know. I had my harvest gathering candle lit, Dan. It was... 
honestly, peak Anna. Mm. It was peak Anna. There's a trend on TikTok where it's people lip syncing to um, The Real Slim Shady by Eminem. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's like, why are you wearing a cardigan and slippers and flannel pants the moment that the clock hits September 1st? And they're just lip syncing the first line. Y'all act like you've never seen a white person before. Literally. (laughs) Oh, God, that's me. The second of... A leaf turned red everything from my Halloween collection. <gasps> Dan, mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about this on the air, but you know I was collecting those little birds from Target. Yes. I got all nine oh of the fall birds. Oh, my gosh. So I have my fall birds, I have my Halloween birds, and I have three Halloween-colored birds, a green one, a orange one, and a purple one. You're running an aviary. I wish. I really wish. But I feel so happy. My mom was helping me. She's retired now and has uh, nothing better to do, apparently. free time for bird shopping. (laughs) Literally. The hunt. (laughs) She loved the hunt. Uh, Starring Mike Myers, Beyonce, Seth Green, Michael York, Robert Wagner, Mindy Sterling, Vern Troyer, and My Cocaine. Released on July 26, 2002, with a budget of $63 million. It made... I know. I'm going to back it up for a second. I know you said Michael Caine, but please address him by his correct name. I said Michael Caine. No, it's Alfred. Oh, sorry. Okay, continue. Michael Caine. Um, Nothing but respect for my Alfred. It made $296.7 million at the box office. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 53% approval rating. That seems low. I know. Saying, <laughs> like, I had a great time. While the narrative structure and is messy and doesn't make much sense, the third installment of the Austin Powers franchise contains enough inspired bits to entertain. Mike Myers was nominated I had a great time, for Best so. Villain at the MTV Movie Awards, but lost Good for him. to the villain from The Ring. The, the little girl who does all the contorting? Is she the villain? Yeah. I don't know. I've never yeah, seen The was, Ring. I haven't either, but yeah. Didn't she voice Lilo in Lilo and Stitch? Or is that just a rumor? No, she did. She also voiced uh, Chihiro in Spirited Away. Okay, good for her. Go off, queen. And she was in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm. appearing as little girl Mm. yeah i've never seen the ring i haven't made my way to it yet but i'm sure i will uh that's all i have to say about that (laughs) the the closest i've come to seeing the ring is watching scary movie three oh my god daniel well spooky season's coming up so watch your back because i got some movies in my oh gosh i got my my wings, my bingo wings. Did you hear me just smash a box? Yeah, I our did. Instapot, our Instapot box is out on the table because we were cooking in the Instapot the other day and I accidentally hit it. Your life is riveting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, for some reason, I thought this movie was way newer than 2002. I, I was a little surprised. I think it's because Beyonce was in it and I feel like Beyonce's so popular that she seems like she would have been well that I don't know Beyonce doesn't seem like she was around in 2002 but I guess um, Destiny's Child Child. was in the 90s yeah I forget about that a lot Beyonce was 21 in this movie stop it god 21 years old and she looks exactly the same now if we're being honest this came out before her first album. Ugh. I didn't. She doesn't look twenty-one. She looks older than twenty-one. Yes. She's so beautiful. Full stop. All the time. Uh, I'm just gonna keep huffing about it. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's just get into it. I don't know. I don't really let's have do anything it. else to talk about. Uh, so it starts out, and we see this really incredible action scene. We've got. Austin chasing after a car and skydiving somewhere in Utah, which is just the Grand Canyon in Arizona. 
Um, I was gonna say maybe it was supposed to be arches, but it's not arches. No, it was so. it, it was Horseshoe Bend. That's in Arizona. Um, Thank you, Dan. Except Austin Power this t- Powers is played by Tom Cruise. I screamed. I literally was so shook by all of the like celebrity cameos in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, people who give this a fifty-three percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes just don't want to admit that they had a good time because if all these celebrities are willing to be in it clearly like it's got to be if it was actually a bad movie celebrities would not be wanting to make cameos in it no and this all comes back to the idea that people think that for something to be good it has to be super compelling all the time no and that's a load of barnacles thank you for coming to my ted talk it needs to set out to do what it was aiming for and Mm -hmm. the austin powers trilogy hits that nail square on the head Um, it's okay to have fun y'all how dare you i'm just saying how dare you insinuate that um so we got tom cruise we've got gwyneth paltrow what's gwyneth paltrow's character's name Oh, God. I don't remember, but it's... Dixie Normus. Thank you. I could not remember. I was like, obviously, it's going to be some sort of sexual pun. Mm-hmm. We got Danny DeVito as Minnie. King. Mini. King. I screamed. Uh, and the true villain, we have Kevin Spacey. I literally said to Gage, I was like, he would not be in that role today. <laughs> he would not be making that cameo today. Um. Yeah, so there. This is the an adaptation of Austin Powers' life called Austin Pussy that they are filming. Sc- the amount of times I yelled watching this, and then Steven Spielberg's directing it. And the music's by Quincy Jones. I know. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "Come on." I think Dan. Do you think celebrities like cameos because it really says, "Hey, I, I'm famous," or it's like, "Hey, I'm just like you. I'm a regular guy. I go to work." No, no, no. I'm saying, like, like celebrities sign on to do stupid little one-minute cameos because people will recognize them right away, and they're like, wow. Oh, yeah. 100% they do. I just, that was something I thought about when that scene happened and how, like, they got five, six people, six people to do these little bit roles Mm -hmm. and, like, how that really says that these people who are considered serious actors for the most part are probably only doing this because it strokes their ego. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Britney Spears is also in this. Oh, yeah! I forgot! Oh, God. It's really a, a time capsule of pop culture in 2002. But I know. I hope Britney had fun. But you know, it also kind of it says something that of the, like, actors that they had in this, mm-hmm. um... Tom Cruise, still a big star. Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. still a big star. Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. selling vagina candles as a I big star. I think she star. would still be a big, yeah, she would be a bigger star if she was uh, acting full-time, but she's focusing on goop, you know. Spielberg, still big. Mm-hmm. Quincy Jones, knows who shot JFK, but won't tell. What? In a Rolling Stone interview, he was like, what's the, somebody asked him, like, what's the biggest secret you know? And he's like, I know who shot JFK. Not gonna tell though. Technically, we all do. I think actually we all do. Unless I'm missing something. Unless he's one of those people who thinks that like there are multiple shooters uh, or I, something. I'm almost certain that's what he thinks. Okay. Um, but like, all right, Quincy. But I, stick to music, friend. But if you were making, uh, if it was twenty years from when they made Austin Powell, like this one, and you were going mm-hmm. like. If it was a star from the 80s, and then still in 2002, the, the the whole cultural time shift, there are no big stars anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. We, they don't make movie oh. stars anymore. Really? I mean, not... There is, the Rock is basically the only actor Please. in Hollywood <laughs> who can sell a movie on his own. I'm trying to think... Zac Efron? No. Okay. Um... Anne Hathaway? What was the last movie Anne Hathaway was in? I don't know, but she's pretty. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of actors that I enjoy. Because, like, like, 
No one is as big of a star as Tom Cruise was. I guess. I mean, I feel like Johnny Depp, well, he's not really anymore. And he's he's 50-something. Yeah. Where are... There's no youths. They're all bridging over to different things. They're all Noah also Centineo. comedians. Or, don't utter those words in my presence. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you're right. They all have, like, dual careers, like singer, actor, dancer, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, they're all like me. Singer, Triple actor, threat. dancer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so then we see uh, Dr. Evil's evil lair now behind the Hollywood sign, uh, where his company has gotten into the legitimate business of talent agency. And they have I screamed many again. stars. Um, but Dr. Evil, he doesn't care about that. Of course not. Um, he wants to, his plan for world domination this time is to travel back in time to 1975 and partner with Johan Vandersmoot, Vandersmoot, <laughs> who lost his genitals in a smelting, smelting accident, accident and is now known as Goldmember. Oh, God. Okay, first of all, you know how time travel gets me all heated. Mm-hmm. So I heard the word time travel and I fists were clenched. Oh, of course. Um, also, we see in this scene number three, who is number two's assistant, played by Fred oh, Savage. I thought he was Fred Savage and I was staring at him and staring at him. And Gage was like, it's not Fred Savage. Why are you acting like that? And I was like, yes, it is. And then he Googled it and I was correct. Mm-hmm. So in case anyone was curious, if there's one actor that I do recognize... It's Fred Savage. <laughs> That's the only one. You should tell him that. I will. Hey, Fred. Your face is just memorable enough. <laughs> uh, Goldmember has developed a, a tractor beam for Dr. Evil called Preparation H. I hate it. I hate it. Scott wants to rename it Ass Cream. Which, okay, another joke. I learned that Gage... Learned from this movie. He always calls ice cream ass cream, and I thought he was just being a smart ass. <laughs> so you need to just keep watching Gage's favorite movies and realize that his entire personality is just based off quotes from them. Okay, but like his real favorite movie is The Matrix, and he does say not like this mm-hmm. all the time. But nothing else really. It's these movies. Okay, he's like if. You're, if he's going to have, or like he, you ask him to go bring you a spoon for something, and all the spoons mm-hmm. are dirty, does he say, mm-hmm. there is no spoon? No. Poser. Phony. I'm sorry. <laughs> However, Dreams if dashed. I, if we eat and it's something good, he does say, get in my belly, like all the time. <laughs> um, oh, Gage. Tell him to come on the podcast so we can defend himself. He literally, every time I drop one of these episodes, he goes, I heard you calling me out again. And I'm like, come defend yourself. He's like, no. So it's on him. (laughs) It's on him. Uh, Well, Dr. Evil plans to use Preparation H to pull a meteor into the earth. Um, A solid gold meteor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, there's so much more money in getting that meteor and keeping it than there is in destroying the earth with it. But, but what do I know? Dr. Evil, evil, he's not about the... he He's about world domination. I guess, but that money sounds pee good, you know what I mean? If he wanted the money, he'd just keep up the businesses that number two comes up with. I guess. I mean, he's... What, at this point, he owns Starbucks. Mm-hmm. He is... A talent agent a talent to agent. the stars. There's some other stuff in there. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good. Um... Oh, they have a factory that makes miniature models. Oh, yes. Uh, but, you know, Austin Powers and the Ministry of Defense, guess what? They've caught wind of this. They invade their lair. Also, do you remember when they first launched Hulu? It was advertised as an evil plot to take over the world, and it was like aliens headquartered behind the Hollywood sign. What? This is seared into my mind. In like 2009, when Hulu was launched, there were these ads with like Neil Patrick Harris and Alec Baldwin and people. And they called it, and it was for Hulu, which is still Hulu. And it was like an evil plot to take over the world. And it was, they'd be walking into the Hollywood sign, which is where their headquarters was. No. 
No, I don't remember this at all. I'll I'll find a, a clip you, of it and send it to you. You you send that my way. Dan. I will. You send that my way. Sounds fake. Um. So, Queen Elizabeth goes to Night Austin for stopping Doctor Evil and Minnie Me and getting them arrested. Mm-hmm. However, he's disappointed when his dad doesn't show up to the event. Famous spy Nigel Powers. I'd be sad, too, TBH. Mm-hmm. I would be so sad. So I get it. I get it. Uh, it is after this that we go to a, a party for Austin's knighting um, where he meets twins, Fook Me and Fook You, one of whom I is played this. by Carrie Ann Anaba of Dancing with the Stars fame. What? Yeah, the, the judge on Dancing with the Stars, she played one of the twins. I had no idea. I just, 10, you know what I mean? That's all I'm hearing right now. So that's my experience (laughs) with her, with Carrie Ann. Um, Also, this party is where they sing Daddy Wasn't There, and that's the song that I get randomly stuck in my head. I knew it. It started playing, and I was like, this must be the song Dan was talking about. Mm -hmm. Because it was was bopping. It is, and it's also really easy to remember. Seepsy doesn't care. Is this a go-to karaoke was for you, Dan? There. No, my go-to oh. karaoke. Um, I don't have a. Do I have a go-to? Uh, it's. Um, mm, no, I don't. See, if I was gonna pick a song from any Mike Myers movie to just vibe to constantly, it would be "Why You Want to Break My Heart" from Wayne's World. But that's just me. Could I do "Holding Out for a Hero" from Shrek? Mm. Yes. I think you could. Okay. You have to do it in full costume, though. Full fairy godmother costume or full yes. Bonnie Tyler on the cover of the album costume? No, full fairy godmother costume. Okay, it's in, it's in my closet. I mean, you know we got that Shrek and Fiona costume I know unlocked, you do. <laughs> so. Um, so then Austin learns uh, from Basil Exposition, of course, that Nigel has been kidnapped and that the Gasp. the only clue that they have uh, is that their genitalia of the crew was painted gold, uh, which is according to Wikipedia. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm just shaking my head. Uh, I'm just shaking my head. According to Wikipedia, it's a reference of the woman painted gold in gold finger. Oh, gold finger! Right? Isn't it That's like that? Good, yeah. But when you yes. sing it that short, you could then just turn it into Moon River. I know it sounds like Moon River, and that's why I'm never sure if I'm correct. Because <laughs> one time, Gage and I drove to his parents' house, and he made me listen to every single James Bond theme, and there are really a lot of them. You're really good at making dating Gage sound fun. <laughs> Wait, are you being sarcastic? Yes. Oh, we okay, let me Gage's clarify. drove to parents, and he made me listen to every James Bond theme. Okay, clarification, I love my boyfriend. We have a lot of good times together. I always feel like I do this. I don't mean to. I love my boyfriend. I wouldn't be with it. We have so much fun. It's just some of the things he likes are things I'm very much not into. (laughs) We have great times. I just, you know, would not file James Bond theme songs as one of those times. Uh, so then, Dan, you date him then. Well, I, I don't want to date Gage. No offense to Gage. I don't oh, think that I'm he's my type. Right now. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Hello, Gage. Dan doesn't want to date you. Oh, I'm sure. He's heartbroken. I'm sure he's heartbroken. He's crying right now. Uh, so then Austin, he goes to visit Dr. Evil in prison, who's with Mini-Me. Uh, oh, God. Also, Mini-Me's jumpsuit prison number is just a half. I, scr- I the amount of times I sa- I know I keep saying I screamed, but I want everyone to know that I actually like Gage was rolling on the floor laughing, and I actually was gasping mm-hmm. every single time something like this happened. I was audibly gasping. Uh, in this scene, we then get a flashback to when Austin and Doctor Evil were in school together. Weren't they roommates? Yeah. And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. And they were roommates. Um, also... <laughs> I think I said that last night when we were watching this, too. The, whatever child actor they got to play young Austin Powers, great casting. I'm 99% sure it was dubbed. 
I don't know, because I don't think that Dr. Evil was dubbed. True. I don't know, though. I was getting dubbed vibes, because it sounded too similar. Mm. Maybe the kid was just that good of an actor, Mr. Mm. Aaron Himmelstein. Is that really his name? Yes. He he was in... Interesting. That is not a name for the screen. That is a... That is a... Quite the long last that, name. That is a name for the screen in the 70s. Yeah, that's a 70s screen name. Um, so we see that Dr. Evil is head of the class, and number two is mm-hmm. number two. Number which two. Which is where he got his name. Um, Do you imagine you're, number, you're the salutatorian in your class for one year. Mm-hmm. That's your nickname for the rest of your life. Um, and Austin was given the title of International Man of Mystery, which angered Dr. Evil, causing him to become evil. Wow. Uh, We love an origin story. Yeah, but he does tell uh, Austin that gold members behind the abduction, and Austin travels back in time to 1975, while Dr. Evil raps along to It's a Hard Knock Life. I hated it. I hated (laughs) it so much. To a censored like, version. It is, it's censored in all versions of it, too. There, oh. Like, on HBO, I watched it on HBO Max, and it was the, it was, there were the silence in, like, half of the lyrics. Yeah. I watched it on Netflix, and it, I I wouldn't know if it wasn't supposed to be like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just had it. Gage has the DVD somewhere, I think, but... I'm assuming it's censored there, too. Yeah, there's probably, like, a DVD extra for it. It's probably for the lulls, you know. L-O-L. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Austin, back in 1975, he he meets up with Beyonce, Foxy Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. But before he does Love that, her. he has to com- have a conversation with her through Nathan Lane. Okay, Gage was making fun of me for this because... Do you watch... Or did you watch Modern Family? I have, yeah. Okay, so you know what Nathan Lane's character's name is on that show? I don't. It's Pepper Saltzman. (laughs) And when Nathan Lane came on the screen, without missing a beat, I just go, Pepper! (laughs) And Gage is like, no, that's Nathan Lane. And I was like, wait, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, that's who I'm talking about. Uh, In this movie, he is Mysterious Disco Man. Mm -hmm. Also, Katie Couric is a jail guard in this. Is a Georgia State jail guard. I know the listeners can't see this, but I just squinted my eyes in disbelief. I know. Because that sounds fake. Um, so, he and Foxy, who is an undercover FBI agent. Queen. Uh, they locate her father, but they can't rescue him. Because Goldmember takes Nigel into the futuristic year of 2002. Craziness. I know, right? And what a year. I was a ripe seven years old. I was a, a hearty four for 364 mm. days of the year. Five for mm. one. Mm. I, th- I remember it well. Yeah, do you? I believe it was cold in the wintertime. <laughs> that is probably correct, yes. Um, so then Dr. Evil and Mini-Me, they do their prison riot that they were planning on getting done through song um, and they can escape. And then we learn that number three, he's actually a mole and you can tell because he has a moly, 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 moly mole on his face. Um, Okay. I hated every scene where we talked about the mole, things like that. Again, really gross me out. uh I couldn't do. I had to look away. I had to look away. I was so glad we weren't eating dinner when that part, when like <laughs> any of the mole parts happened. Um, I I remember because this was on TV all the time. This one specifically. Yes. The yes. I would like go to school, like grade school, on the mm-hmm. the playground, just be going like molly, 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 molly. And I feel children like love that, would that be- shit. Are you kidding me? I know. Yeah. I feel like that'd be bad, though, because then if any of the kids actually have a mole, it's going to be roast city, if you ask me. But I don't know. Maybe I just assume the worst in people. I'm not going to say that people with moles deserve it. I almost do. Dan! But I'm not saying that. They don't deserve it. They're just people. I've moved past that thought. I've evolved. They don't deserve it. They're people. 
Okay. Thank you, Dan. My mole's on my stomach, so it doesn't uh, affect me. Mine's mine's on my hip, so nobody can see it unless I'm in a swimmy. Mm -hmm. So... Um, a swimmy? A swimsuit, yeah. Do people say that? A bathing suit? A swimsuit? I've never heard anybody call it a swimmy. I imagine, a, like, Australians say that. Gage and I call them swimmies. We'll be like, bring your swimmy. <laughs> or as Gage said, I'm really pissed. I brought a swimmy and there's no pool at this hotel. I'm going to stand in the shower and just cry <laughs> while wearing my swimsuit. That's the so... one I hate when that happens. <laughs> So, you know, swimmy. Sure. Start the trends. Start it. <laughs> we call them. Uh, so Dr. Evo is a new layer somewhere near Tokyo, mm-hmm. is what we learn. And then Austin and Foxy travel to Tokyo, where they meet Fat Bastard, who's now a uh, sumo wrestler. Gage's best friend. My boyfriend's favorite <laughs> voice. Um, and he is... He walked so Shrek could run. He's an incredible sumo wrestler. He can throw another sumo wrestler all the way across the room. I mean, that's on strength hidden yeah. under all of that flub. He also he also sings a, a version of On Top of Old Smokey about spaghetti and cheese while on the toilet. I hated that. I hate it all. But I, I hate it, but I'm still having a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I hate it ironically. Uh, so, Fat Bastard, he's working under a businessman named Mr. Roboto in Japan, um, uh, building the device for Dr. Evil and Goldmember. Uh, so, in while they go to meet Mr. Roboto, they try and get information from him, but he, he says he doesn't know anything. So then Austin and Foxy, they have to infiltrate the factory... And Austin has to pee for about 14 minutes to distract the oh, guard. Oh, God. This part was funny, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I, there's nothing else to add. It's just funny bathroom humor. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, usually dumb humor is an insult. Mm-hmm. This is dumb humor. It's not, I not in a like, bad way, though. Like the band, cute is what we aim for, but it's dumb is what we aim for. <laughs> Is that, Am I wrong? Wait, so would a Taking Back Sunday style mm-hmm. cover band of Cute is What We Aim For be called mm-hmm. Cut Without the E is What We Aim For? Or Cute Without the E is What We Aim For? Take, yes. Because Taking Back Sunday has Cute Without the E. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Dan, yeah. for that cover. That Hire really me to sing at your wedding. Everything. My rate is free. Oh, <laughs> Are you familiar with all 10 minutes of Bat Out of Hell? How do you feel about dressing like a bat? I can do Paradise by the Dashboard Light, not Bat Out of Mm, Hell, though. Not going to cut it. Mm. My rate has changed. I will now pay (laughs) you to allow me to sing at your wedding. Gage has informed me that when we get married, I tried to convince him that instead of doing a first dance, we should do a song. And he said, no, I want to do all 10 minutes of Bat Out of Hell, and I want you to dress like a bat and fly around (laughs) while I sing. That would be hilarious. You should do it. I mean, it wouldn't be above us or beneath us. Mm-hmm. So uh, so they find the command unit for the tractor beam, and it's being loaded into Goldmember's car, shaped like a penis. Uh, so they go to chase after him in Nigel's Mini Cooper car, spy car. Very fitting course, for the man. Classic. Uh, well, Wait, isn't the license plate great shade? It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, while they are being shaped by more penis cars chased by more penis cars not shaped by penis cars i don't know how that would work Um, penis cars it's like the batmobile but it would just have giant balls on either side right yeah the old one like the 1960s one with the really long front Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, you see it yeah also through this scott evil has been becoming more and more deranged and also bald bald (laughs) he looks so weird as a bald person i don't love it bald with a a bad comb over it's beautiful oh god it gives me anxiety uh and he gives his dad a gift of sharks with (gasps) freaking laser beams on their heads okay (laughs) that's a man who listens ladies get yourself a man like scott evil literally nothing hotter than a man who listens (laughs) I, you know I love a good shark. I do. 
I had things to say during the scene where they drop. I think it's at the end, though, when somebody falls into the shark pit mm-hmm. and gets eaten. I don't think a shark would attack them right away. I think it would. If they if had they a were cut, really hungry, maybe. I think if the true the, if the person is fine and just fell into a pool of sharks, the sharks would be like, oh, they'd like oy, nudge mate. at him probably, but they wouldn't go and tear him limb well, from limb. A lot of the times, the reason why sharks bite people is because they think you're a seal or a fish, uh-huh. and then they bite you, and they go, "Oi, wait a second, mate." This isn't a seal or a fish. And then they go, bleh, and they spit you out. Mm-hmm. That's why but, you'll never see seal and the band fish swimming together. Goodbye. <laughs> this is a shark fact moment, okay? A certified anyway. shark fact. Literally. But, like, you know, sometimes a shark, its, it's version of a nibble is biting your whole torso off. Yeah. So, anyway, I just, you know, respect the sharks. Um. In the car chase between Goldmember and the Powers and Fox Cleopatra, they drive under a dragon statue, um, which causes, I'm not kidding you, the most quoted line from any movie between me and my brother in childhood. Oh, God. Um, where there are two uh, Japanese guys, mm-hmm. English, whatever. One of them is the guy from Heroes. Uh, yes, I literally said, again! Dan, this is the most actors I've ever memor- I or ever recognized. I didn't know his name, so I pointed at the screen and went, Heroes! <laughs> um, or one guy goes, It's Godzilla! And the guy from Heroes goes, But according to international copyright laws, he's not. And then, <laughs> But we should run like it's Godzilla! But he's not. My brother God. and I quoted that for years. Oh, God. I mean, it's clever. It's funny. We are. They get a, my brother and I also. I needed to let you all know if you couldn't tell by what we quoted. We're really cool. You're so cool, Dan. We are Dan. still cool. Is this your brother? That's the same age as me. Yes. Yeah. That that reads. That tracks. Something's wrong with that year. It's when all the cool people were born. It's when all the baddies were born. Ew. Uh, all the bad bitches. <laughs> so Doctor Evil after getting this gift and having Mr. Roboto fall into the shark pool and be eaten, um, he replaces Mini-Me with Scott as his true Truly tragic. Two. Truly tragic. Yeah. Mini-Me is asked to leave in not-so-certain terms. Uh, which causes Mini-Me to dejectedly leave and become friends, partners, what have you, with Austin and Foxy. After I Austin mean, punts him across the room. <laughs> they're shattering glasses, getting ready to fight. So many flashbacks to the second movie. Uh, so the, the gang, they infiltrate the submarine. Um, Austin and Mini-Me think they're in the clear, but they have to go take a drug test. Uh, and then they get caught <laughs> after a visual gag of, you know. I was laughing so hard. Oh, Dan! What? You want to know something I learned? Uh, Sure! Maybe it wasn't directly from this movie, but I'm assuming it was the phrase. It's like a baby holding an apple. I was just thinking that. Yeah! I was like, I've been hearing that for years. This is the first time I'm assuming that's where people were getting it from. And we don't see in the, the shadow... Mini me holding an apple, but we cut back to Mini Me and Austin talking, and Mini Me's just holding an apple out. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, no, I think he is holding it in the shadow at one point. I guess I must have looked away at that point. Well, it happens. Don't you worry. Um. <laughs> uh, so they're captured, and then Doctor Evil is going to activate the tractor beam, but Foxy steals the phallic keys and yes. frees Austin. God. Um. Austin's gonna shoot Doctor Evil. But then his father, Nigel, hops out. He's like, no, Austin, I need to protect my son. But Dad, Screams. I'm your son. What a reveal. What a reveal, my Dan. My other son, Dr. Evil. <gasps> I, oh, I gasped. I screamed. I honestly, M. Night Shyamalan level twist. Flashback. Baby Austin. Hair. Teeth. <laughs> Baby Dr. Evil. 
bald, scar. Yep. Classic, classic. We see that the ex- there was an explosion from an assassination attempt, and he thought that only Austin survived. Dr. Evil was raised by evil Belgiums. Belgiums. I mean, as, you know, Belgiums. I've been to Belgium. Multiple also. evil Belgiums. Uh, yeah. Multiple evil waffles. Belgium 1, Belgium 2. There is no greater disappointment than when you're staying in like a Holiday Inn Express and they don't have a waffle maker. Oh, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I want you to know also when you were just now saying Belgium 1, Belgium 2, it reminded me of how recently I saw a TikTok that was like, going to Halloween Horror Nights, and the next shot was somebody on the Cat in the Hat ride in <laughs> Universal Studios. I got, I, um, was it the Cat in the Hat ride? Is that the one that goes, like, over the, no, the, there was, like, oh, the God. train ride in Universal Studios in mm-hmm. the Islands of Adventure in the Doctor I haven't Seuss. been there in so long. There's, but... like, this, it's, like, Mr. Something's Sky Train. I don't remember what it's called. Okay. But I got stuck on that with my mom for, like, 45 minutes, just up, no. like, two stories up, sitting in the sun. It's not even a, no. uh, it's not, a, like, a ride. You just go around in a circle, basically. You're probably sweating to death. I was burning to death. Like, do you oh, see this God. pale skin? I don't live in the sun. <clears throat> Dan came off there looking like a lobster. Are you kidding me? Larry the Lobster. They hired me to do <gasps> a meet and greet after that. When Big Larry came around just to put him down. Yep. Anyway, yep. Uh, Austin, Nigel, and Mini-Me... Um, and Dr. Evil, they all have a big old hug, family together again. But you know who Love this that makes energy. mad? The now balding Scott Evil. Um, <laughs> and he leaves, and he's gonna have his own vengeance. Mm-hmm. Which means that Goldmember is still there. <laughs> and he, he goes to control the tractor beam, but the only way to control it is through his gold-plated penis key penis. Hate it! Hate it, hate it, hate it! Um... Goldmember, he activates the tractor beam, um, and we also get a uh, another montage of celebrities doing the balls, nuts thing, until oh, Ozzy God, Osbourne is like, they're doing the same thing again. We love Ozzy. Great actor, Ozzy. Greater actor, the rest of the Osbournes. <laughs> that, that's it. Sharon? Sharon, yeah. I <laughs> Kelly. I don't even know is. their son's name. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his name. Kelly, without son. her iconic purple hair. She's always been cute, though. Like, she's such a cute round face. She looks like Sharon, but, like, cuter. I think it's Jack. Mm. Yeah, what does Jack he do? Osborne. Be normal? Like, uh, he's vibe? He's a media personality, I guess. Mm. He was on the Osbournes, and then he was on, yes. like... A celebrity wrestling show and like detox and oh. all that stuff. Oh, um, he had a interesting a travel series with his dad on the History mm. Channel for two years. Um, I don't know. He seems like he's he's just living the life of a, a rich, famous son. But you could do worse. I wish than it that, was me. Right? If I'm on, if I'm being honest, I wish it could be me. So. Uh, but anyway, Austin and Dr. Evil, they work together as a family to reverse the polarity of the tractor beam, saving the Love world that once energy. and for all. Um, and then Goldmember turns to the camera, now played by John Travolta. Oh, God, yeah. Revealing that this entire story has been made into Austin pussy. With, you know, Tom Cruise, all of them. Uh, Danny DeVito, not Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And... Um, Austin and Foxy, they go to leave the theater. Everybody loved it. The grand premiere went great, where they see a now skinny, uh, very jangly, I guess just bastard. Things that didn't age well. No. The Jared <laughs> Subway the Jared diet. diet. <laughs> I screamed again. One last scream for the road, they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Austin and Foxy, they share a kiss, and then Scott dressed like his dad, says that he will have his revenge before cackling a very long cackle and then dancing for a while. (laughs) Uh, DJ and I were kind of discussing. mm -hmm. Do you think that there would have been a chance that they would have made another um, Austin Powers, like if Vern had not passed away? That's what they, Mike Myers said he was planning on doing. 
Like before Vern Troyer died, he had plans for another one, but now that he now that Vern Troyer's deceased, it wouldn't be right to do it without him. Yeah, I feel like at that point, even though he was only in two of the three, he was such a big part of it. Oh, he's an iconic character. And speaking of which, uh, in the credits, Britney Spears is talking to Mini Me about oh my god whether or not his kickstand of a penis is uh, true or not screaming that was funny yeah. too uh, and that's austin powers number, in gold please? member i loved it it's fun it's such a f- i had a good this time. whole series is so fun i really liked it you know i love a good stupid movie i just love like I like serious and dark things, but sometimes it's good to just settle in with something stupid mm-hmm. and like forget the woes of the world and just have a good time. This uh, the whole the series as a whole reminds me of when you end up like getting lunch or like seeing someone who you haven't seen in a while and you don't see regularly, but mm-hmm. you you like hang out with them for an hour or two and it's great. You enjoy yes. it. You have a fantastic time. Leave smiling, happy. And then you, like, don't talk to him for three years. And then it comes back again, totally the same thing. That's what Those these friends where of. you can pick up right where you left off. Yeah, and it's exactly. not a big deal. Yeah. Because um, it's just good vibes. Good vibes all around. Good vibes. Good energy. No hard feelings about not having connected. Mm-hmm. Doing your own thing. But the good energy is always there. Yes. You're right. That's exactly the situation. Um and for being uh, a a parody film, and also, I mean, it's topical. The stuff they talk about is relevant to 2002. Um, yeah. They've aged, aside from Kevin Spacey and the Princess Diana joke and the Jared. <laughs> There's a lot stuff. of things that are appropriate for the time that aren't perfect, but it's a farce. Yeah. Like, nobody could have anticipated half of the things that came out like they weren't really bad jokes to begin with like the um kevin spacey like who would have thought you know right (laughs) same with jared like who'd have thought who'd have thunk dan not i so i think i i neither I think it's I think it's okay. I think it's okay to say that those jokes are still funny because at the time we did not know what was going to happen. Yes. No one could have predicted such outcomes. Um also I I haven't mentioned this in any of them, but the radio operator, the bald radio operator who always starts the like it looks like a para whatever. Yes. Chain, yes. That he's You mean by, Johnson? Isn't that his name? Yeah, his his name is radio operator Johnson Ritter. Um, oh, Johnson's his first name. I know. Surprising. Crazy Pants. I assumed it was his last name. But he's played by Clint Howard, who is mm-hmm. Ron Howard's brother. Oh, they look nothing alike. I know. <laughs> uh, Gage just walked in. He's probably still refusing to defend himself against all of the slander I've said. That's fine. Yeah. He's looking at me. I mean, we could just keep beating him down. Ah, beat him down. <laughs> <laughs> so some trivia about the film. Mm-hmm. There were some questions about whether or not the title would be like they would be sued for it because it was too similar to Goldfinger and Goldeneye. So why they're all really similar? I know. I guess it's because it's one. I don't know. But, well, I guess like International Man of Mystery probably isn't. But the Spy Who Shagged Me is only one word off too. Yeah, uh, but they. The other titles that they had come up with were License to Shag, (laughs) Live and Let Shag. Wait, I love those. You Only Shag Thrice, and (laughs) Never Say Member Again. No, Live and Let Shag is my favorite one, I think, honestly. (laughs) Or License to Shag. Iconic. We see a list of Austin's Things to Do Before I Die. And the things yeah. he have written on there are become international man of mystery, Check. save world from certain doom, Check. find true love, Check. go to outer space, Check. travel through time backward and forward, Check. be cryogenically Check. frozen, Check. catch Dr. Evil in the first act, threesome with Japanese that? twins, 
Saw that, check. And win daddy's respect. No. <laughs> check. Just kidding. Uh, he checks them all off. Both Heather Graham and Will Ferrell reprised their roles in scenes that were deleted. Um, oh. Will Ferrell's Ferrell. scene was him answering a question after it was asked four times. Of course. Um, Sean Connery was considered for the role of Nigel Powers. Oh. Wait, because... Michael Caine wasn't ever a... Was he ever... No, he was not James Bond. I almost said Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. I don't, he might have been in one. Let me double check, because he was a British actor of that time. But He is also Alfred. He Yeah, no, he was never in a James Bond movie. Oh. Um, but the, the footage of the young Michael Caine and the flashback to the babies, Austin mm-hmm. and Dr. Evil, was taken from his movie Hurry Sundown. You know... Everyone's oh, it wasn't. One. It wasn't from an actual like. They didn't just hire a new actor. No, it was it was actual oh. footage from him forty years earlier. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good energy. Interesting. When Austin is showing the internet to Foxy, the email that he gets says, "Dear Mister Powers, a new ATM card will be sent to you by FedEx because your account was compromised by an unknown hacker." who obtained your PIN while you were purchasing an MP3 player on eBay, your bank. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, And then the George Harris, the last piece of trivia is George Harrison was a fan Mm -hmm. of Austin Powers, um, which my timeline is all messed up because I always think of George Harrison having died far earlier than... Yeah. The when did he 2000s. die? I think it was in like 2001. George Harrison. Oh, shoot. Yeah, November 2001. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I definitely was like, we're thinking of different people. It's not It's not the Beatle. Yeah. he. But it is it the is Beatle. It is the Beatle. He, the last letter that George Harrison wrote was to Mike Myers. Uh, oh. Saying how much he loved his work. He never sent it, but it ended up... Um, in Mike Myers' hands on the day of his death. Oh, skirt. Okay. It was that was when they were filming the scene um, for the Hollywood, like with Tom Cruise, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And God, so many people are dying when he makes these movies. And he said that he cried like a baby when he got the letter, and it's now framed in his house. That's so sweet, though. That's so sweet. Oh, I'm gonna cry. That's so cute. That's just great. I love it. Yeah. Um, Good energy. Artists supporting artists, honestly. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Question for you now. Answer for you now. Better or worse are the same. JTT is the mole. (laughs) I think it would have been better. Sorry, Fred. (laughs) That would have been a good time. That would have been a good time for me. Um, I mean, it's just a small little bit role, but I think it would have been. If this movie had been made several years earlier, I think he would have been made like the choice. Uh-huh. But Fred Savage was more popular in the 90s, I feel like. Fred, No, Fred Savage was popular in the 80s. JTT yeah, but wasn't was popular he popular in the, in the 90s. 90s too? Or in the thousands too, I mean? I don't think so. Well, I think... I mean, he's still a heartthrob, though. He is. He's cute. He's a yeah. cutie pie. He is a cutie patootie. But I think JTT would have been a good choice, too. Okay. Um, I'm going to change my actor for this. Oh. What I think, I'm going to say, better, worse, or the same, the brothers, Ben and Fred Savage. As, <gasps> I knew Ben was going to make an appearance. As Fook Me and Fook You. <laughs> oh, God. But playing themselves. And playing themselves. Playing the... Jewish men that they are. Uh, Love that energy. As, as Japanese women, better. I don't know how. I, w- I don't want the movie to reference it in any way, shape, or form. Better. We don't want We don't want any sort of yellow face. We just no. want Ben and Fred Savage. Yes. Vibing. What else could you want? It's perfect. Nothing. Especially because then we get to... Then it is assumed that Austin Powers has a threesome with Ben and Fred Savage. Yes. Um, I love the idea of it, honestly. I'm picturing it, not the threesome, just like the, <laughs> just like them vibing at the club together. I just like it. It's funny to me. I need to get that 
written down somewhere. I'm picturing it, no. not the threesome. No. <laughs> uh, and then last question. Actually, before the last question, yeah, I'll do this and then I'll do the last question. The scale. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 on a scale uh, of one to five sharks with lasers on their head, what do you give it? Four. I had a good time. I do too. How about you? Yeah, I'm also giving it a four. Which then yeah. leads us to the hardest question of the last uh, of any series that we've done. What's the best one of these? Dan, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know. Right? Usually I feel like there's one that clearly sucks, and I don't think there is for me. These are all exactly the same in quality. Yeah, for me too. I think the exact same thing. Like, they don't build off of each other too much. So, like, obviously you have... It's helpful to have seen the other movies, Mm -hmm. but... You don't need to have seen the other movies to understand what's going on. You can watch them as standalones, and it's fun. They're just stupid, good. They're all equally... The jokes are on the same par with each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think they're all a good time. They're all a good time. I'm, uh, I am I think if I had, like, being pushed into a volcano, have to pick one... Mm-hmm. I I'd say gold member just because it's like this. It, it seems like it's the wackiest of the three. Fair. I liked number two a lot, mm-hmm. but I think number one was my favorite. Favorite if I had to choose. Gage clearly doesn't agree with me. I think he likes number three the best. Yeah, he likes gold member the best. Well, then I need to change my opinion because I can't <gasps> think the same as him. No, I'm joking. Oh my god. Uh, so do you have anything else to add about the trilogy? No, I just, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad I finally watched them. Yeah, I'm happy for you too. Thank you. I feel like I really um, was missing out a a step of my teen age years by not having seen these. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I finally got to that uh, 10 years later. Uh, Well, speaking of teenage years, next week we will be starting our seven season recap of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. So get ready for that. Oh, geez, Dan, (laughs) I am physically, I've tried to watch that show because people are like, it was so good. And I tried to rewatch it. I couldn't make it past the first episode, Dan. I've never seen it. I remember seeing the ads, watching like the Fresh Prince and being like, this looks so bad. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Uh, So what are we doing next week? Dan, I want to do this so bad, but I feel like you're going to hate it. Now, since it's October soon. Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe we could watch it and we could watch the old ones and the new ones and compare them. That'd be four movies. Okay. I'm down. Are you willing? I'm in. Ah! I'm down for it. Ah! Uh, I'm so happy. I am so happy. I'm over the moon, Dan. And we will most likely have a special guest for this. I'm still waiting on confirmation from him, so I don't want to promise anything. Okay. Um, Sounds good. But... Yeah. Well, I consider my breath baited. Dan, there are so many things I'm so excited to say about this with you. You know I'm a Stephen King nerd. Mm -hmm. I was honestly kind of heated today because Fandango posted something that was like, which of these Stephen King, based off of his novel movies, would you keep? You can only keep three. And you had to pick one from each line, and they put Pet Cemetery and It in the same line, and I was about to throw hands. I was literally about to call Fandango and tell him to take their post down because it was offensive. <laughs> so, I I'm keep, really excited. I, w- I would keep Maximum Overdrive and Maximum Overdrive only. The movie Not Shawshank? Cocaine. No, because he directed it, and he doesn't remember making the movie. Are you kidding me? It's magical. That's fair. He doesn't remember writing Cujo either. Yeah. Really, a great I actually time am in currently, I'm currently pressing some flowers inside a copy of Needful Things. This sounds like there's, a good time to Gage, wrap it up. Don't make that face at me. There's there's parchment paper in there, so the book won't get hurt. Okay. Well, if you like In Conclusion, you can support us on Patreon at patreoncom Conclusion, or you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at and In Conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast. You can also Help us the best way possible by spreading the word, telling your friends, getting them to listen. If you want to find me, I am on Twitter at DanO'Keefe86, and I am on TikTok at NotDanO'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you and your flower pressing business? (laughs) It's not a business. My mom and I are trying to make a coaster. Okay, anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dan, before I say that, what I, where they can find me, I just want you to know that. So today I went on a walk and I was picking flowers for my coaster. <laughs> and I was like in the park mm-hmm. and I was looking at some flowers and some old lady came up behind me and she goes, what are you looking at? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, well, I'm picking flowers so that I can dry them. And she goes, okay and walks away (laughs) (laughs) so anyway you can find me on instagram at autonomous prime 818 or you can find me at twitter at autobots rollout capital o for auto capital b for bots capital r for roll and the o in roll and the o in out our zeros so come back next week to hear more stories of us being questioned by the elderly and she probably thought i was supposed to be in school In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. Like, usually I roll up to these podcast recordings looking ugly as hell. Now I feel like I need to, like, put myself together so I don't look like a gremlin when I'm on the phone. Oh, well. Oh, well.